Welcome to the city. I'm your host, BK. Know that you deserve the life you desire. You're the key to unlocking your greatest success. Stay focused. We can laugh. We can cry. We can heal. But most of all, we're going to thrive together. Let's get it. Yo. Happy Father's Day weekend. What's good? What's poppin'? We here. We live from Instagram, Mahogany Rain 95. We about to start this panel and get it lit. Let's go. The topic we want to talk about is called positive co-parenting. Because a lot of parents, they're bitter as fuck. So they break up. And one parent is either super bitter or the other parent is like, they don't give a fuck. But the other, you know, it's like a back and forth type of thing. And then you have the parent who is bitter, who then goes and puts the, whether it's baby daddy or whatever, on child support. That's fucked up. I don't do that. We're not doing that in 2021. We fuck child support, bro. Co-parent positively and learn how to take your feelings out of that shit. I feel like that's what results in child support and shit like that. Now, I get it. Some parents are deadbeats as fuck and they're not involved in their children's life. But there are certain parents who are involved on both ends. And then the mom then goes put the dad on child support because the dad got a new girlfriend or the dad feeling somebody else. Or he moving on with his fucking life and he not worried about you no more. So you then go try to restrict him again so he's under your chains and the government's because you don't know how to let go. Let that shit go. It's not that important. So instead of you being a positive figure in your child's life, you are now restricting him, not allowing him to travel, stuff like that. Like, that shit's fucked up. It restricts your license. It restricts your... Your whole fucking life is restricting. You belong to the state. You're a ward of the fucking state once you're put on child support. And a lot of women don't realize that. They just think it's about the money. Just like you could go to the courts and ask for a fucking child support. You could go to the father of your fucking child and ask them for what the fuck you want. Or what the fuck you need or require. And like I said, I get it if they're fucking deadbeats or whatever. But if your child is involved and you're involved with your child. Hey, um, I'm talking, it's a Father's Day edition. Um, But if your father is involved in your child's life. And, you know, they're vulnerable and they're understanding and they're patient with your kid or whatever. And the dynamic in the home and outside of the home is positive. Why the fuck do you feel the need to take your ass and put him in a stipulation that's only going to fuck him up? Because that's not just about you and the child no more. That involves everybody, you know. But people don't know how to take their feelings out of certain situations. So they end up. And bigger catastrophes at this point because now everything's a mess. And then you wonder why, you know, men don't want to love and men don't want to do this and men don't want to do that. And it's because of their past. You have to always have to ask a man about his past. Whether you want to hear it or not, ask him so you're aware. Not to be nosy, but so you're aware of the patterns that he's dealt with so you can be different. And a lot of people don't do that. And for me, a real man takes care of his family. He takes care of himself first, then his family, and then, you know, his other people or whatever. But it's about that one person. You do not have to 
always deal with somebody. You could deal with yourself. Dealing with yourself is enough. You don't always have to deal with somebody. And a lot of women feel vulnerable to certain men or whatever because of that miserable. They want to, not miserable, but they want to feel wanted. Like they're desperate as fuck. They want to feel wanted. So they pick on this single that, oh, he's single. He, he look like he's single, but then you find out he got a kid, right? So now you like, oh, well, he got a kid. Now you trying to look up the baby mama. You trying to look up they like investigate shit and shit like that shit's stupid. Get over it. He had a life before you get over it. You had a life before him. Get over it. Like be real with yourself and be in the moment. Don't worry about the past or whatever. Be in the moment and in the fe- be in the present and in the future. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to live for the moment. They just want to live for the temporary gain and benefit of what they could get from the person. And then they're worried about who's doing this and who's doing that. And you look by and your life is passing you by. I sound like a fucking Everest commercial. I fucking weak. But <laughs> it's okay. Now, a lot of people do not know what's right and what's wrong in a relationship. Or even in the dynamic of co-parenting. Because step parents are parents too. Okay? If I date a guy with children and we're serious, like we're three, four months in, I'm now that child's stepmother. Whether it's I have a ring or not, I'm now involved in that child's life because I'm seeing them grow. I'm seeing I'm involved in like them doing their homework and everyday activities and shit like that. So a lot of people don't know how to let go of Okay, I don't got no feelings, but I'm going to let her be involved in my child's life. They'd rather hold on to that bitterness and hate, as I said earlier, because they then want fucking beneficial gains or an uphand. And you can't have an uphand when you're dealing with children. It's the child's first. It's not the parent's first. I understand you have to take care of yourself, but you have to take care of your child as well. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. They think by being a parent, it's just them having sex. Oh, we created something. It's beautiful. They're so cute. We take pictures of them. No, that involves mental, emotional, physical, all that shit. Nutritional, okay? Well-being, you know? You have to take care of them until they can't take care of themselves or until you can't take care of them. Like, and then they have to take care of you. It's an equal beneficial arrangement. So, a lot of people co-parent and... It's a, in a toxic environment because when they're co-parenting, they don't know how to let go of the emotion. So then y'all get together, y'all at the child's um, little graduation or whatever, y'all fighting in the parking lot shit, ratchet, but people do it, you know, or y'all going back and forth like, oh, I'm going to have BJ this weekend. Oh, I'm going to have this him this weekend. Oh, I'm going to have them. No, I don't want him this weekend. Woo, woo. Y'all need to have a dynamic. And all that toxic shit would just go away, basically. But a lot of people really don't know what they want. And it reflects on the child. Dads are very valuable. I don't know where I'd be without my dad. I understand I came from my mother. I love her. Okay? I love her a lot. But my dad, that's my ace. That's me, okay? Like, I can't really think how I would think of a a real man if I didn't have my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get that image, that first image of love 
and what you want in a partner from your dad. So if you are not have a father figure in your life or somebody who acts as a father figure, like a mentor, a coach, whatever, then you're going to be looking for the, the, that, those characteristics. You're going to be looking for those characteristics and other things. And then when you find those characteristics and other things, it may lead you to other things. It's like a gateway fucking drug. You just, being fatherless is a gateway drug. You don't want to do it. <laughs> like, you don't want to do it. It's fine. Like, I understand accidents happen. People lose their parents, stuff like that. But if you can equally have an agreement with somebody to be like, all right, we're going to do parenting this, this, and this. Our relationship didn't work, but our parenting is going to work. It has to work because it's for the benefit of your child. It's not just for you. And a lot of people get the selfishness. They get selfish when it comes to parenting. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have. Nobody told you to spread your legs and have a kid. Shit, nobody told you to let that nigga nut in you. I'm just being honest. That's your, that's your fault. So, if shit go wrong, that's your fault. Like, I'm just saying. It sounds harsh, but I'm being real. It's your fault. I mean, it's the man's fault. It's both of y'all faults. But when you're dealing with stuff that you don't have to deal with, that, at the end of the day, is your fault. Because you're putting up with it. It's a you thing. It's not a them thing. Okay? Because, yeah, they had a part in it. But it's a you thing. You have to be able to sit here and understand that you have to take self-accountability for yourself and what you put up with and what you take and stuff like that. A lot of people are miserable. They don't want to sit here and admit it. So they get involved with somebody and they want to have sex. They want to be in a relationship. They want to be happy, this and that. But they're faking. They're fronting because they're not really at peace with themselves. So then all this toxic shit comes out in the relationship because they're not... A piece with herself. Hold on. I'm going I'm to put you on. Is you on? Oh, no. I don't know. I think you are. What's up, Steven? Hey, Miss Mahogany. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for tuning in. Is my reception okay? Because oh. I'm trying to be I didn't know what you Because my reception is like stupid sometimes. It works fine over here. I can hear you. So, what did you... So, everything you were saying, Mm -hmm. I totally agree with. What did you agree most with? I'm sorry? What did you agree most with? Uh, Everything you were saying. I mean, as far as that goes, everything you were saying, I think it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Right. It really, really does. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, I get you being selfish. That's understandable if you're like always alone and you're an introvert and you're by yourself. I get that being selfish aspect. But then when you have a child involved, all that goes out the window to me. I feel like parenting is supposed to be a beautiful thing. I mean, everything is not peaches and cream. I understand that. People have arguments. People do this, do that. I get it. But once the child is involved, you have to then take yourself out of the you position and be a we and be a team. That's just how I feel. And if you can't be a team with somebody or you can't be a team with yourself or whatever, then you just have to figure it out. 
But a lot of a lot of people don't understand that, and I don't really like the idea of child support. I really think child support should be banned from even being an option of, of putting somebody on. But that's just my idea um, because it's like if you can't go and ask them, hey, I need this, this, and this, and they say, well, I don't have it right now, or I'm not able to do this, this, and this, but I can do this instead, then why go to the other extreme of whatever you're choosing to do because you're not, I guess, healed or whatever. It might not even be healed. It just may be like they just want the money. But even if you want money, you could go get a second fucking job. That's the thing. A lot of women... They be like, oh, well, I put him on child support because he wasn't giving me enough money. Now, if he's not giving you enough money, that's a you thing again. Because you can take your ass to go get them in daycare, get yourself a second job while they're in fucking daycare, work that fucking second job, add that to whatever other money you make, and just figure it out. A lot of parents do it. It's possible. But if you don't feel like you need to do that and you're dependent because you're worried about being a dependent instead of independent. That's where the conflict comes in. Because a lot of women are dependent instead of independent. They be they claim they're independent, but really they be latching on to whatever makes them feel good. Right. Right. Did you have anything to promote or to say? I'm I mean, I mean, as far as everything you said, like I said before, I totally agree with because, uh, I mean, on the other hand, like I said, I have dealt with a lot. I mean, and the things that I've dealt with on parenting side, mm-hmm. I mean, it's difficult. It's not easy. Right. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. Some people give up. And that's the situation I was in. She just gave up, you know? Whether for the, for the good or for the bad, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times, you know, like I said in my book, I wrote about it, mm-hmm. and then my relationship page, it's like, if once one person falls out of line, I guarantee you, the whole thing is going to fall out, whether you got kids or not, you right. know? and a lot of people rush into mm-hmm. having kids, and mm-hmm. I tell people, that's the last thing you want to do, right. because it takes a while to learn who you're dealing with. It takes a while to study that person. Yep. You know? And a lot of people, when they have kids, it's always as if they just want to stay together just because they got kids. Mm-hmm. And not for, you know, for the, the well-being of both situations. That's that 80s, 90s slave plantation mindset. Oh, we need to stick together. Because of this, this, this. And y'all don't really need to sit together. People grow apart. And it's okay for people to grow apart. But you have to respect the differences and learn how to co-parent outside of the emotion. And people don't know how to do that. And that's just how I feel. Um, Dads are very important. As I was saying earlier, if I don't know where I would be mentally without my dad, because he taught me a lot about how to balance my emotions and finances and other things, you know. And it's just like... You, you can only learn but so much from your mom. And I get it, that whole Mother's Day, this and that. I do not want to see this year on Father's Day, mothers talk about, oh, I did this all by myself. No, you didn't. There's no way. I mean, yeah, you independent and you did this and this, but you didn't conceive that baby by yourself. It has a father 
So what happened? Like, I don't like seeing that at all. And this is not to bash anybody, but Father's Day is for fathers. Uh, Men need that day for themselves. I mean, every day should be Father's Day, but men definitely need that day to reflect on their growth from who they were before they were a parent and who they are now from being a parent. And a lot of a lot of what you see today is, is because of an absence of fathers. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's a systematic thing, which we all know that it is, it's a systematic thing put in place to mm-hmm. not have a black man mm-hmm. uh, in the household. Because you know, back in the the forties, thirties, forties, and fifties, that's what mm-hmm. you had in the in the household. You had black love and black unity. Black men wanted to be in the household. You know, it's just, it all just got, you know, systematically put in place to take the black man out for whatever reason it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, you know, it's, it's it's up to us as a community to try to keep that, that black love alive. Yeah. It's so about... I like what you got going on. This is really, really, really good, you know, that yeah. you're actually, uh, you know, speaking about this because not a lot of uh, women, you know, n- nor men is really speaking up on this. Yeah. It's about the change. I just want to be that changing factor. Something that sets me apart from everybody else that be like, yo, she's dope and she's smart. She does this. She has a message. I don't just want to be looked at as a figure. But it is what it is. Like, I just feel as if, you know, men definitely need their own day. I've talked about this before. Men need a National Men's Day. I heard there was one, but I don't think there really is one. I just think Google be putting shit up just to say there is one. Because honestly, I ain't never heard of no International Men's Day. I feel like there needs to be a day for that. And then for men to come together and create a business on that day. Or create like, you know, exchange. Whether they a producer or they work in the common field or whatever exchange credentials so that they can continue to make money and invest and do big things just on that day. Not just on that day, but on that day particular, they need to have like a convention on like business or something so that it can go down to their children and their children's children. It could be a rippling effect, but I don't know. How do you feel about economics and being a black man do you feel like economics has a lot to do with how things are portrayed in society when it comes to being black like a black man uh, oh absolutely because it's not um being talked about at all whether it's in you know the household or whether it's in uh, school or even the community um in general economics is one of the biggest key why you know we as you know black people fail mm-hmm. you know because we just don't understand it mm-hmm. and it's just it's just the way to go it, mm-hmm. i mean i'm sorry to say it but it's just the way to go mm-hmm. i mean i'm sitting here trying to make ends meet and i still got i'm operating you know two businesses and it's still hard and still difficult mm-hmm. you know however if you stay consistent and not give up you know, it, it just creates a stronger person within yourself. Right. And we're, I mean, we're, we're black is strong. We're, 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 it's, that's just a fact. You know what right. I mean? I'm not saying we're, we're dominating on everybody else. It's just a fact. It's in sports. It's in music. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, uh, anything, you know, uh, art, you know, 
the, the, they talk about Picasso, but they don't talk about none of the black art, you mm-hmm. know, that they sell for billions of dollars, you know? Yeah. So Picasso, Picasso, we got Picasso because he was copying off black art, you yeah. know? So and that, you can research that. So, I mean, it's just, it's, and that, it's, economics is huge. It's huge. Yeah, that's one thing that black people definitely do especially black men, we make, like, we're creators. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to create. I mean, human beings are meant to create, but black people, it's something about our determination and our drive in a specific area that makes us, like, leaders. And that gets stolen from us. We're going to talk about that, too. That gets stolen from us, and then it gets credited to the white man because it looks better, because he's white. I'm not just saying. Hmm. What are you gonna say? I'm not just saying. Oh, fuck white people. Because I love white people. White people are cool. Some of them. But is 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 a give and take on the credits from black people because, like, a lot of machines that are used now were made by black people, but they credited them to white people. Shit. You know, and how I mean, and, and, oh. I'm sorry. I was just gonna, uh, just gonna say, uh, you know, even to the, you know, users that out there is watching, you know, in the words of Dr. Anderson, Claude Anderson, you know, that I do have his books as well. And I recommend you guys go out and get those books. Has like five books out, and it's, it's strictly pertaining to to economics and how we as Black people need to dive into economics way more and way deep mm-hmm. into that because it's only going to drive us forward in life and not hold us back in life if we keep depending on there's nothing about working the nine to five job but mm-hmm. if you keep depending on that what happened through covid so many people got wiped out of jobs so many people didn't mm-hmm. know what to do uh however if you know there was a rise on even though the small business got hit but there was a rise on small businesses like you know mines and so other businesses out there as well so you got to start understanding that even times like this, now's the time to start opening up your own and starting your, your own. That way you don't have to depend on nobody. You don't have to depend on the system. And that's the way we need to operate as black, black men, black fathers. You know, it's hard. It's difficult as black men. It's almost like you look around. You're afraid to go outside. You don't know what's going to happen. At least right. that's the stigma that they put out. But you right. gotta, you know, keep moving and, right. and stay consistent to what yeah. you love to do. Yeah. You gotta love to do something. You can't just love working a nine to five job. You gotta love to do something, mm-hmm. and whatever you love to do, it's gonna propel you to that next step in life, and then it's gonna draw other people to your company, and right. that's just how you grow. And we gotta stick together. Yeah, Black Wall Street has gotten taken out in Tulsa, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Greenwood. You know, I mean, all these communities got wiped out. Uh, as far as, you know, strong black communities, but we yeah. just can't stop. We just got to keep going. Yeah, I'm going to add a couple other people. There's a couple other people in the live. I want to see. Um, but I don't know. if Because I see it on Instagram now. They have the thing where you could go live with like four to five people. But I don't know if that's going to work. Oh, work. Yeah. Welcome aboard the conversation. What's up? What's up? How are you doing? What's up? What's up? Happy Father's Day if you're a dad or a mentor or anything. I don't know. Yeah, appreciate that. I got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Another black man. Nice. Oh, indeed, indeed. 
Um, so we were talking about economics in the black community and how it affects black men and women and stuff like that. Do you feel as if economics affects the black community a little bit more over the years? Or do you feel like it's the same as it was like back in the day? I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you know. Um, yeah, I mean, economics is always important, right? I, and I heard the brother mission, Dr. Claude Anderson, definitely has a great blueprint for for the power of economics. I believe that's the name of his book is Powernomics. Um, and and so it's it's important. It's always been important. I think the difference now and previously, um, covert racism and overt racism has really confused us a lot. I think as a people. Mm-hmm. Right. So back in the day, at least we had a, like it was a it was a common enemy. When we said the man or we said the, the clan or whoever, like mm-hmm. you, could, you could point your finger and say, boom, this is we need to band together as a group, no matter how we feel individually mm-hmm. and move forward X, Y, Z in a way. Right now, because of, you know, the world just being a little different. Mm-hmm. I think everybody goes in all these different directions that we and we miss the ballpark a lot because we focus on distractions instead of. Instead of, you know, and we focus on symbolism instead of actual actions that lead to a, a progressive point, a certain point. And yeah. so there's a lot of dissension on that. I think the importance of economics comes in because you can't lead a revolution without funding. Uh-huh. Like you, 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 like you can inspire people, you can motivate it, you can get them hyped up, you can say, let's do it. Right. And everybody's growling and ready to knock over the city. Right. You got to have tra- you got to have funding so that you can have transportation for these people. How are you gonna get these people out of jail when they get arrested? Right. See, that's the part that we miss is during the civil rights movement when people was boycotting, they was rioting, so forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. The NAACP and other organizations would put the churches was put their money together to bail people out of jail. Mm-hmm. So, cause you knew you was gonna get arrested, like you knew what time it was. You went down there showing out and 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 and, and voicing your opinion for change. Mm-hmm. You was probably gonna get arrested. Yeah. So, you got to have bail money. You got to have something put to the side. What What do you do when you lead a revolution or you lead a boycott and mm-hmm. somebody gets hemmed up? Their car gets taken or, or, or violated or vandalized or right. whatever. You have to put things in place. So, okay, this is how we're going to move if this happens. This is, And that's why economics is important. It's also important when it comes down to politics and lobbying and any kind of political gesture you want. I know people mm-hmm. like to think that money shouldn't be involved in politics, but the truth of it is, mm-hmm. it, it is. Right, these these fundraising campaigns and whatever else, right. you know, these politicians, money don't come just to be coming. Right, folks are expecting if I'm donating, I expect to get something for my donation. So we have right. to understand that we need to put ourselves in the best position possible mm-hmm. to win. And economics is a big part of that. Yeah. Do you feel as I think he left because his connection, but I ask him back if he requests. Do you think that? Black men should, if they, like, don't have kids, I I know it's going to sound weird, but if black men don't have kids, do you feel as if they should still be, like, a figure to somebody else's kids, like a a mentor or a counselor or something like that? Or do you feel like that's only for people who have that title and that experience of fatherhood? Um, I mean, I think we're all mentors and, and examples, whether we know it or not. One way or another, somebody's looking at us, watching our life, and so forth, so forth. Um, I, I think that you shouldn't take on that role purposefully, unless it's mm-hmm. something you really you want to do. Because I think the mm-hmm. other thing that that, that messes up uh, messes up a lot is we have to be able to be consistent. 
So if, if you know you still trying to live your hot boy summer, and, and, and what I mean by that is, like, you're not really focused on how can I pour in and cultivate another mm-hmm. individual. Right. Then I wouldn't say just, just take it on just to be taking it on. Right. Um, but if you can focus on that and, and you have and you make the time to devote to it, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Because there's, there's a lot of our young boys that could use it. Yeah, they, they don't have the father figure, or they have figures and examples, but they're not positive ones. Right. So they learning stuff, but the stuff they learning is not what they need to to have the best possible future. Hopefully, what is what do you feel like is the best advice? And this is for both of you, if you both can answer. What is the best advice you would give to your son or daughter when it comes to? business or you know being an impactful person or you know just chasing their dreams what is the best advice you would give them when it comes to that that certain thing like if they had a question oh dad I want to do this or oh what would you tell them is the best advice to do he can go ahead he can go first okay um start young be all in Get comfortable failing. Mm-hmm. Start young so that you give yourself. Like I tell people this: if you have an idea, let's just say at ten, we use ten for easy numbers, mm-hmm. and you devote ten years to it, and it don't necessarily work out how you thought it was going to work out, or and it doesn't lead you to the results that you thought you would get. Right. You dedicated ten years to it, and you start at the age of ten. You only twenty. Mm-hmm. Most people live to be 60, 65, 70, somewhere in there. So. You've got the space and opportunity to reinvent yourself multiple times and mm-hmm. rededicate something, but you got to be all in on it. So right. I say start young, be all in, which means if you say you want to be a producer, you need to eat, sleep, breathe beats mm-hmm. and production equipment and understanding all the ins and outs. Don't just, like your natural talent is only going to get you so far. And I'm talking to my own self. Right. Like a lot of, a lot of people are naturally talented, especially us as melanin people. We mm-hmm. just naturally have gifts and abilities and talents. Right. But what's gonna happen is where your commitment and your dedication comes in is where that natural where that natural talent dies off. You may be you may be faster than everybody in your neighborhood. You might be faster than everybody in your state. But are you training to be faster than everybody in the nation? Like are you constantly working to reinvent yourself and be and be better? So be all in. Get and then get comfortable get comfortable failing. Like I know we're in a society now and I even catch myself, we like to celebrate all the small wins, which is good. But we also have to celebrate those lessons that we learn. When you take that L, that's a lesson. You didn't mm-hmm. lose, you just learned a lesson. You learned how not to do it. It's a famous quote about that, and I forget. I think it's I think they coined it to Thomas Edison or somebody. I forget who said it, but they said um, when they asked him about the light bulb, he said he learned all the different ways not to make a light bulb. And I think that's important. I think we should focus on that more in, in conversation with our youth. Like it's cool. You are gonna have some slip ups. It's how you bounce back from those slip ups. It's how you bounce back from from those. Not so great results from something. You got to get, like I said, get comfortable feeling. But but that probably would be what I say. But that's what I tell my kids. That ain't a problem. I do have kids. So that's what I'm telling them. <laughs> right. What about you, Dra? How do you feel? Is I mean, it... Everything I think about. Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm listening. No, you say how do I feel? I'm sorry, it's my I, I don't know fucking T Mobile, you gotta excuse me. My, I don't know why I like have four bars and it's still acting stupid. Oh, <laughs> don't, do don't do that. Don't do that. T Mobile be holding you in the game. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we cool. No, you cool. I can. I can. We can still hear you. Oh, y'all can still hear me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything. Every, well, I don't know. I guess my shit is on acting stupid on my end. Well, I hope y'all can hear me. But you know, I totally agree with everybody. With everything this brother's saying, you sleep sound like a very smart brother. I would like to know who he is on the side because he's very, very smart. I like the way he talks. You know, uh, it's it's it, it's like we as black men all together need to stick together, right? So. If your children, that's like, for me personally, I don't like to talk and I don't like to deal with people. That's just how I am because I'm very, mm-hmm. very personal. But if your kids don't see you operating with another black man in mm-hmm. a respectful way, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How are they going to grow and be strong, you know, and, and operate as a community if we're... You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I hope that's not too much now off topic or right. anything like that. But I feel like... We black men, we're all separated. You know, mm-hmm. he got this, he got this, he got that, he got this. Like we're always fighting. We're always fucking fighting. You know what I mean? Excuse my language. And I don't understand why we fight. Like I don't understand this. Yeah. You know, we don't stick together at all. You know, oh, he trying to take this person's girl, or he trying to uh, defy this person. It's like everybody, and this is what everybody's so focused on everybody else. You ain't focused on your goddamn. In the head as well, right. you know. Stop worrying about everybody else and worry about yourself. And your kids gonna operate like that as well. That's why you got bullies and shit. You know, kids because their parents is fucking bullies. That makes right. sense to a certain degree. Yeah. You're not getting taught to sit here and respect yourself, love yourself, and love others. You got the parents fighting in the household. You know that creates bullies too. Yeah. There's certain things that happens in the household, and that's where it starts. It starts and it begins in the household. Yeah. You know, so if the household is 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 not uh, it's unstable, guess what? The child is going to be unstable. It don't matter mm-hmm. what you know you try to bring to the table, yeah. what you say, what you try to do. Yeah, you know, it starts and begins in the household first. Yeah, and that's the thing that I was talking about earlier because I feel as if a lot, and I'm not just going to bash women because I don't want motherfuckers to think, oh, you're a woman bashing because it's Father's Day and shit. Nah. I'm like being all honesty. A lot of women, they allow, you know, shit to go on in in the household because they want company or they want another companion or this and that. So they let any and everybody around their kids. And for me, I'm not going to say that if a father was in a household, that wouldn't happen. But I'm all actually, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't. Because if you were with the mother of your kids or whatever the case may be, and you had kids with a woman, you wouldn't just let her bring any and every type of man in the house and say, oh, this your Uncle Bobby, this your Uncle this, this your Uncle that. And then that also influences how the kids grow up because they're seeing their mom bring these multiple men home and calling them this and that. And they don't really don't know who it is to them. They just think, oh, that's Uncle Bobby. What happened to Uncle Bobby? Oh, this is Uncle Todd now. Like, they don't know what's going on, and that affects their you know, mindset of what they allow, what they will allow, especially if you're a little girl. If you're a little girl, that's going to really affect how you look at men or how you deal with men even. Because knowing me, I only see my mom with my dad. They've been married 27 years or whatever. But I'm pretty sure if I was younger and my mom was having like multiple men come in the house and be like this, this, and this, I would look at her like, okay, so who's next? Like, what I got to do? Like... 
you know, but a lot of people don't understand that. And that happens within the community too, because then you have these systems of like, you know, prison and this and that. And I feel like prison is another system, but child support is, is a prison too. So <laughs> I don't know, but you have these systems of black men who see see these things going on and they don't say nothing because they want to be considered the alpha. Oh, I'm the man. I do this. I could tote this. I got this much money. And a lot of men use their status as a threat, if that makes sense. Like, oh, I'm of this status, so I'm, I'm going to intimidate you and I could do this and I could do that because I'm, I'm this and that person. And I feel like that's fucked up as well because I don't feel like that's fair in a community upbringing mindset when you're supposed to be bringing up your community in positive figure why are you using your status as a threat that's like michael jordan going around saying i'm michael jordan i can slap this bitch if i want to like right yeah well the thing is masculinity it's it's for I mean, this is just me. It's, it's been overcompensated. You know, it's almost as if you have to be like this in order to be a man. You have to be like that in order to be a man. Or you're not doing this, you're not a man. And you see now today, it seems like, and this is, you know, maybe getting a little more scientific, mm-hmm. you know, so, so should I say scientifically speaking? Mm-hmm. That's probably why you have the DNA of a man. It's almost like rebelling. Because mm-hmm. what 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 makes you think that you have to be like this to be a man or have to be like that to be a man? You know, mm-hmm. you have, that's why you got the LGBTQ community, you know, strong. You them men stick together. You know what I mean? However, you know, to each his own. I'm not you know judging or whatever, but it's, it's what the way I look at look at it. What what a man is somebody that's gonna take care of themselves first, mm-hmm. provide for their family, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and teach. You know, so if and if you're not doing any of that, I'm not saying that you're not less of a man. You're not even right. that because there are other things that you can do or whatever. But it's being this being a man. It's like it's it's being overcompensated. People overcompensate things. You know, right? Oh, you got to be in the gym 24/7. Be all big and buff. And, oh, you're not doing that. You're not considered a man. It's like weird shit. You mm-hmm. know, what I say is be comfortable with yourself. You know, be comfortable with who you are. Right. You know? We're all born here to for a certain for for that for that certain degree of weaponry mm-hmm. uh, for this earth, you right. know. So that's why I feel like a lot of things is directed toward the black man, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we're we're very strong, intuitive people. And that's not to negate any other race, but it's something about the black man that, like I said earlier, that you know we 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 just. We, we dominate, you know, mm-hmm. we, we just, it's just that, you know what I mean? You got to grab life by the balls and fucking, you know what I mean? Get to it, regardless of whatever your circumstances is. Right. You know, yes, we all, I, I was born in a, 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 as they call it, ghetto, you know, low value community, but it didn't stop me to, to become who I am today. Right. You know, it made me look at that and be like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for my kids. Now, yes, I had kids at a young age, you know? And that's because of the environment I grew up around. It's like the environment saying you got to look at women and value ass and value this and degrade women and go do this with her, 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 her. It's like that's what the environment tries to engulf you 
and it tries to create you to become, as I say, a nigga. You know, I hate mm. to use that word, but that's what you get called a, a nigga. And that spread like a disease, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's not good, that's not cool. So who's going to break that curse? Who's going to break that cycle? Right. And you, you got so many men being locked up for stupid shit, you know what I mean? Whether it's a, a, a bag of weed or not, or whatever. And now look at what you got today. Marijuana being damn illegal across all 50 states. But what about the men that's been locked up with a bag of weed? You know what I mean? Right. What about all those jobs that, that could have been created? You know what I mean? That's yeah. been locked up. Men that's just been shot and killed down on the street. All the, all that all those dreams is just gone. You know what right. I mean? So if if we're, if you're not living your life, whether you know for your family, for yourself, more important, but for your family, then what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Every- How can you call yourself a man? Right. Didn't work. You work for what we want. Right. You know? If you want to, if you want to get out of the system, guess what? Work for that shit. Right. You know. And that's the thing. I think people get comfortable with easy access, and that causes a dependency. Some people might get what I'm saying. Some people might not. But. Well, yeah, government, government, you know, people like get, get, they get comfortable in the government system and I respect for what it's there for, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's you know, bad or but anything, it, it, but you have to really be comfortable with doing better. Now, I'm going to get into this because the stimulus had came out like a couple months ago, I think, or whatever. I could guarantee maybe two or three people who got their stimulus money probably started a business. Maybe two or three. Other people probably bought cars and fucking shoes and shit. Worthless shit. I can guarantee only a handful of people probably started businesses that make that money back times double. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People don't think like that. They think, oh, what well, the government giving our money, let's just have a kid and we get an extra $600. That's, I don't think that's how that works. But, you know, it's about... What your outlook and your mindset is, because if your outlook is that I'm gonna get it regardless, then even when you get money, it's not enough. A lot of things being comfortable is not enough. I don't like feeling like, oh, well, I gotta do this, this, and this, and I gotta make this. I don't like feeling like that. That's not enough for me. I really want to get to my ultimate goal, and a lot of people don't value that or see that. And they be like, oh, well, you think you this and you think they they call you bougie or, or you know, uptight or get uh, what they call it, bougie, uptight or, you know, high maintenance because, you know, you like nice things and you want nice things or whatever. But it's like you got to work for that. So if I'm working my ass off day in and day night, I can go ahead and buy me an expensive ass pair of shoes. I could go ahead and buy me an expensive ass car if I wanted to or whatever, because I work my ass off of that. A lot of people don't do that. So then they look at you as uptight and ghetto when you get to where you want to be. It's about labels. I don't like the labels that they have for black men or calling them like, oh, he's a deadbeat. He's this and that. What did you do as a mom that made him look at you like, bitch, I don't want to co-parent with you. I don't want to be involved with you. Like, what was your factor in that? But I don't know. I feel as if well, things will definitely get better. Well, first of all, COVID nineteen. Hmm. Good. I'm listening. No, I was just gonna say. 
regular to you my bad jermaine we talking about we still talking about economics and, and labels and stuff oh no y'all fine don't mind me i'm i'm driving and got the family in the car so i'm just i'm just trying to be involved but not uh you know trying to get my background quiet you know how that goes you know that's fine but i do feel like people need to maybe teach their kids oh like when you turn a certain age this is the value of this this and this because i remember when i was like a child, my dad, every year, he used to, like, give us quarters and dimes and shit and be like, all right, you're 10, so I'm going to give you 10 cents. And then in another year, you're going to be 11. I'm going to give you a dollar. You're going to have... It was, like, some, some weird system that he did, but it taught us about the value of money because we let it gain, like... He was, like, it gains interest so you could sell the coin or whatever. He was trying to teach about the value of coins and shit. So I was just like thinking if people actually did that with their kids and told them the value of things that actually meant something, then maybe they would have higher standards of what they want and what they expect. Yeah. If a lot of guys were say, hey, son or daughter, you know, like when, when, you know, even for my kids, I'll tell them about stock. Hey, you want to buy some stocks for Christmas? I'll buy you some stocks for Christmas. Tell all your friends to keep buying GameStop. Oh, uh, not GameStop, but buy Xbox games and keep buying stuff. Because the more games they buy, the more money your stocks are going to go up. You know, I teach them like that and say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of men need to be doing that. Don't tell them about, I mean, yeah, video games is cool, but tell, tell them about stocks. You know? right. And because long-term effects, as they get older, they're going to be like, I wonder what my dad would talk about this stock stuff. And then, because that's a seed you planted in them. 
Mm-hmm. That's all it is. We all need to start planting little tiny seeds in each one of our kids. So as they grow up, that seed will grow in whatever you told them about, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, mm-hmm. you know, even whether it's being a singer or, you know, because entertainment is good, just entertain for the good and not for the bad, if that makes sense. So people, a lot of these entertainers are entertaining to get these kids caught up into the system and not entertain them and speaking, you know, uh, uh, welcome to these kids. They're just speaking ignorant, ignorant junk. I'm not gonna curse because he got his family in the car. They're just speaking ignorant crap into these kids here and not speaking welcome to them. You gotta speak right. wealth, and you can speak wealth and music into these kids. You can, but they're not. You know, and they're yeah. these kids down and subjected to just mediocre uh, things in life. You know, yeah, and, and that has a big, big part of it too. Yeah, I feel like. It's just about the dynamic. I know that when I do have children, they will definitely be able to speak their opinion, ask for like, you know, whatever they want. They'll be supported. A lot of parents don't, I'm not going to say a lot, but some parents don't support their kids' dreams because they don't think it's good enough. They don't think it's a nine to five. As we were talking about earlier, oh, this is a nine to five job. So we're not going to support it because it's not bringing you no money. But it could bring money if you invested in me. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of parents don't do that. I know for certain children, you need to take time with them. Whether it is, like I said, mentoring them, taking them to the park, playing with them, talking to them. Because a lot of kids, they can talk by the age of like seven or eight maybe. A lot of kids can. So I feel like if you start having conversations with them early about stuff that matters, they're going to remember it because they start remembering things at the age of five. So by the time they turn 10, they're going to remember all your conversations you had or most of them. And like you said, the stuff that matters is going to stick. And then they're going to ask you, maybe when they're like 12, 13, hey, dad, what did you say about this? I want to do this. Or hey, I want to do this, 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 and this. But it's about the dynamic of comprehension because if they can't comprehend certain things then you might not want to have a conversation with a six month old about fucking stocks and bonds and shit because they're not gonna know what the fuck you're talking about but if they're like old enough i would definitely create them like a bank account and be like oh you have this bank account but you can't touch it until you're like 20 21 that way can build interest or whatever and you know buy them Stuff like that that helps them in the long run. A lot of parents don't help their kids in the long run. They only help them when it's convenient for them to help. And I think that's where uh, breaking, like, it's like broken in parenting. Because parents will help you as much as they can. But they'll only help you if they think that it's going to benefit them. If that makes sense. And I don't know about you guys or how y'all parent, but, you know, it's it's definitely needed to have, a, like, a bond with your kid and what they're doing and be, show interest in their interest, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I, I, I think for, for me, and it could just be the entrepreneur side of me talking or whatever the case may be. Um, a, a lot of people can't see supporting what their children are doing because innately, they want, most people, I say most, I don't know, I haven't met all of them, but most people, what do you want, 
most people want their children to be able to be self-sustaining at some point. Mm-hmm. And so if you say, you know, I want to draw circles on the side of the road, well, I, I do really want to support you. I do. I do. But but I can't see the pathway. So my challenge is always, and I tell my son this all the time, if you want to do something, okay, and you say this is what you're passionate about, yell in the middle of me talking, and then... Figure out how to figure out how to not not only just monetize, but how to meet your life needs mm-hmm. with what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Barter, exchange. Hey, listen, find somebody that wants you to draw circles on their. Let's just say you find a business owner, and they they want they they parking lot to always have creative artwork. Let's say it's an art studio. Okay, well, hey, listen, I want to draw these circles in on the cement anyway. You want it on your cement? Let's figure out an arrangement that works for each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's even about what I think about necessarily what you want to do at least for me as a parent Right. If, okay if you want to do this what are you going to do or what plan have you put into place to be able to continuously do whatever it is you say you want to do right. so if you want to you know if you want to do backflips off monkey bars for a living okay cool well Let's figure out where there's an opportunity to make that possible. How is that sustainable? Can you get a company to pay you to do backflips off monkey balls while wearing their athletic gear? You know, mm-hmm. any of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thoughts. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, um, let, me, let me get off for a second. I'm about to order me a sandwich. And I just feel like it'd be so much if you ordered a sandwich right now. <laughs> Would you need it to promote anything before I leave? Um, no, not really. You don't have it. (laughs) Not like that, you know. No, not like, Uh, oh, promote this. I'm like, you got a business, it's a project, you want to pitch? Um, if you want to go get my book, you can go get on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's Tell the World, Understanding Oneself. About understanding who you are, you know, you may become a better person out of life. It's just, you know, motivational self help, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, my other company is TTW Media. So, you want to do video podcasting, you do video pod, we do video podcasting uh, as well. Video only. I'm not really, you know, I like the voice, voice is great, but we're all about video. So, you want to mm-hmm. do video podcasting, definitely do video. And of course, my real estate company, like Holdings LLC. And we're still trying to get things going with that, with the capital. That's already up and going, but the capital thing, we're still working with that. But we already got the well, That's I, about it, you know. Well, I appreciate you, Mr. Steven. <laughs> Mr. Steven, Jesse, Mark, for well, having me. Mr. Hogley Rain for having me on uh, your live, and, you know, so... Your opinion, your opinion is valued. I appreciate you taking your time out. I know you're a busy person. So, go ahead and have a good day. Happy Father's Day.
Oh, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. You enjoy your day as well and continue on with your life. And I hope everything goes well. Thank you so much. And, and I need to find a Jermaine person. That guy is cool. I need to figure out who he is. I, um, I'll bro. send you his information. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Enjoy your life. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye. Yes, ma'am. I don't know how to exit. Okay. No. Okay. We got one more person. We can get one more person. I'm going to see if Donna wants to get in here because I haven't spoken to Donna in a minute. She's not a dad. She's a mom. But. Oh. Oh, she left. Okay. No problem. All right. You guys have a great day. This was immaculate immaculate life like immaculate i really really am happy that it went the way it went oh my god i'm so ecstatic i need to definitely do more i love you guys have a great day pop bottles and have a great father's day mama out deuces